Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome. It's January 13th, 2020. This is Working for a Living Radio Show, where Progressive for Change present opinions that matter. Tonight we're joined by co-host Jeff Brown, and I'm your moderator, Leroy McKnight. Please remember, good leadership is never about power and control, but rather for the honor and the privilege of serving the members in the interest of the membership. Tonight begins our fifth season. This is show number one of our fifth season. Thank you, all the listeners, for listening all these years. Much appreciated. Without you, we would have nothing. And we hope we provide you with value and that you uh, appreciate that. And obviously, you keep coming back. So thank you, and we welcome you to come back. Uh, Working for a Living Radio Show is a member of the Michigan Association of Broadcasters and is syndicated on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, Stitcher, Player FM, Listen Now, and you may also follow us on Twitter. Editorial announcement. Everyone, please be aware that the policy of working for a living is that we are in no way involved with the request for a special convention. Let's bring on Jeff. Hello, Jeff. How are you tonight? Oh, I'm a little better than yesterday, Leroy. <laughs> you sounded really bad yesterday. And as yeah. you know, uh, uh, I, I too, uh, was snowed in up north and, and just got back in time uh, uh, to, to start the show at 7, but uh, it was uh, obviously too late to prepare uh, what's required to put our show on, as you know. So. Um, and last weekend, uh, I had uh, some uh, change of phone service, and they were in the middle of porting that, so I really couldn't uh, uh, contact anybody with that phone. So uh, much apologies for that as well, uh, because uh, we were in the middle of some technical difficulty here. So it's been sort of a long period for us being off, and uh, while it's uh, kind of nice to be off that long, it also uh, backed up the, the events and things quite a bit. Been a lot. And while it was quiet during the holidays, it's been pretty busy here the last 10 days or so. Okay, having said that, Jeff, do you have anything uh, going on in your neck of the woods? I know you got some flooding down there yesterday, and I knew it was thick. So. Yeah, it, it's the uh, same area as Allen Park, Dearborn area. Got hit pretty hard with the floods, like they always do. Um, I see uh, some old man was driving through Hines Park, and that floods every time it rains. And he, he, they had to rescue him. He was out in the middle of the road, and the police had to go get him because the car wouldn't move again. Uh, on a personal note. Uh, my son, he'll be 31 in two weeks, and he is graduating from Cooley Law School in Grand Rapids. We're very proud of him. Uh, so, wow. And that's, that's coming up in a couple of weeks. 
Well, that, that's you know that's an amazing accomplishment graduating from law school, Jeff. And you can be very proud of your son for having uh, finished law school. And uh, you know, I I know where he's going to go work. We shouldn't say that on the on the air, but that's a prestigious appointment right. that he's gotten. And uh, uh, I imagine he'll be pass sitting for the bar, and, and I expect him to pass it uh, without problem the first time because he's a pretty sharp young man. So. Um, with that said, uh, congratulations, and perhaps we'll try and do a remote show from his graduation. That might be kind of nice uh, that weekend yep. if we can pull that together. So I think we've talked about that a little bit, so we'll see if we can do it. Yep. Okay. okay. He's, uh, let's he's see. a brainiac. He's yeah. pretty smart. <laughs> yeah, you look pretty sharp there and on the podium there when you had posted his picture and look awful lot like you. You know, you can't you can't uh, 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 discredit him. You know, he's yours, everybody. <laughs> you know, he's definitely yours. He looks just like. Um, anyhow, let's uh, let's start off with the uh, announcements. Let's see. Uh, let me do one and two real quick, and you take three. Uh, working for Living Trust, that everyone had a very safe and happy extended holiday season. We sure did. <laughs> um, on January 8, 2020, uh, WTHR reported at the IBEW Local 481 in Indianapolis. I know we have some Indianapolis listeners listening this evening. So uh, in your town, uh, the uh, IBEW is offering a paid they're offering paid electrician apprenticeships, and this is a wonderful opportunity for people in the area. Uh, I'm told uh, uh, after we posted this out that the um, uh, IBEW in the spring of the year at every local offers apprenticeships and you uh, go through your apprenticeship program through the IBEW union. Uh, in International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, and then you get uh, you sit for a state examination to get your journey uh, journeyman's uh, card. So uh, that's really a nice thing they're doing there. So um, uh, that's that's about it. What do you think about that one, Joe? I think it's great. Um, people should consider uh, getting into trade schools. Uh, Right. There's going to be a need for construction workers and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, they well, say there's a shortage of electricians. That's right. Right. Go ahead with three. Okay. January 8, 2020, Detroit News reported that UAW President Rory Gamble is under federal investigation. Uh, doesn't really surprise a whole lot of us, but... It is what right. it is. Right. On January 9, 2020, Representative Sam Johnson, a Republican from Texas and chair of the Social Security Subcommittee, introduced legislation to significantly cut Social Security. For most workers, the bill would cut Social Security benefits substantially. Of course, we adhere at Working for a Living encourage everyone to vote according to your own best interest. Unfortunately, some of you just don't. 
Oh. Yeah, I've just seen an article that uh, they're looking to cut disability insurance, Social Security, from people, too. That's, so I'll do number five here. January 10th, 2020, the Drug Free Press reported UAW is as UAW headed for federal takeover, feds say it's on the table, and our our answer is not if we can help it. So, right, we're working hard on that. So, January tenth, twenty twenty, forty four percent of American workers are making eighteen thousand dollars or less a year, and we're crowing about full employment. That is just sad. Yeah, it is. January twenty, January tenth, twenty twenty. New York Real Estate News reported, Airbum hammers out partnerships with Carpenters Union. Startup agrees to use union labor on its projects if it is a financial stake. Congratulations to our Carpenters brothers and sisters. Right, Airbnb. That uh, Airbnb, uh, bed and breakfast. Okay. Yeah, where you, yeah, where you go and find a, a a place online and you can stay there for nominal amount of money. Uh, we like couch surfing only for a small fee. Uh, let's see, January 11, 2020, it was reported that two GM engineers were arrested for street racing. C8 Corvettes. Wow. <laughs> they out there thinking they can do anything because they're an engineer for General Motors. Uh, and uh, yes, for those of you who questioned whether or not to post this to social media, you were correct to question, as there is about a four year old, uh, maybe five year old, uh, decision by the uh, National Labor Relations Board that it upheld a St. Louis company's discharge of an employee that publicly disparaged the company. So good call that you didn't post it. I know there was a lot of discussion whether they should or shouldn't. When there's a question, whether you're negatively talking about your own company, you should not post it because you can be discharged, and the National Labor Relations Board will uphold that discharge as the precedent has been set. So be very careful with that, okay? Yeah. Uh, January 12, nine. 2020. Yes, number nine. Uh, Detroit Free Press reported yeah. terminations of 240 temporary workers followed by a failed push by the local 2209 leaders to get GM to convert some of those temporary workers into permanent full-time status. Uh, expect Leroy's ratification vote appeal to end this horrible treatment of temporary workers. Uh, yeah, that's what we're hoping for. Yeah, uh, and a no, number of other things that come from that. Um, uh, also, we, we don't have it in our notes here, but uh, I believe it was reported by the Detroit News that Roy Gamble, the UAW president currently, uh, stated in an uh, article uh, in an interview by them that he 
has deemed the charges scurrilous and false. Uh, I believe he might have said unjust as well, uh, uh, but he retorted the uh, uh, report that they had earlier today, I believe it was. So uh, to his credit, he's come out and you know denied any and all of that. Uh, so uh, it's you know it's fallen on people to prove that, and you're innocent until proven guilty. And anybody that brings charges against any IEB member, okay. Uh, that hasn't you don't have the proof for uh, that can fall back on you and you could possibly wind up in uh, not a member of our great union because of that so be very careful when you bring charges against anybody you better have the proof because there is language that says they can uh, without further action they can just simply uh, take punitive action against you that's in article 31 all right a lot of email here I, uh, geez <laughs> and some of them are pretty long uh, so yeah. six of them okay so let's 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 get through these Jeff you want to start I think uh, I know I want to take that one so let's see I want to let me start with one. And then you do two. Okay. Uh, regarding the layoff at Fort Wayne, my thing is that this is uh, from uh, a member. This is an email. I believe it was a comment. Messages, comments, and email. This, this We'll just title that whole uh, subject matter. This is our uh, segment here. So everybody understands. Some of you may not be, have listened before. Um, regarding the layoff at Fort Wayne, in quote, my thing is this. People voted this dumbass contract in knowing that temps would not be hired until three years being a full-time temp. If they didn't, and we don't edit these, by the way, if they didn't have three years, we knew they could change the status of the temps to part-time and flex. Now you all want to give GM ultimatums. Mary Barra does not do ultimatums, period. All this should have been negotiated during the strike, so now she will release the temps and force the DM, Detroit Ham Tyrannic, to transfer out of state. Great. Uh, name withheld. Correct. And any break in service by the temporaries of 30 days or more and the temporaries start back at day zero, and that's just one horrible policy. So uh, just know that's out there going on. So, Jeff, you want to take two? Sure. Regarding the special convention, as you know, our UAW Constitution is sent to the Department of Labor after each convention, and that is why, per federal law, we must adhere to it. The Constitution spells out who the delegates are and how, how they are elected per federal law. According to the Constitution, the delegates who are elected this time are the only members who have the voice and vote on the convention floor. Uh, a point being, we, we cannot send anyone we choose to go to a convention to change the Constitution. 
the delegates we elect will remain elected until local elects new delegates at that election time frame that is spelled out in the Constitution. Who is going to issue the call letters? Issue 109s, or it will be on the weekend. Uh, two, who will be eligible to vote and have a voice? Three, who will book the re- venue and pay for it? Four, who will book the hotels? The members will be coming from all over the country. Five, who is in charge? Six, no doubt we have a big problem, but now that the government is involved, they'll be telling us what to do. So just keep all these little points in mind uh, as we go through this process. Right, and that name was withheld, Jeff. Just yes, so you know, withheld. withheld. Didn't understand. Yeah. Uh, so thank you uh, for that person's comment. Uh, that was very in- enlightening and much appreciated. Uh, so, uh, anything else on that, Jeff? Um, not really. Um, we just have to wait and see what the uh, government does, and you know, we'll fight our battles right. when the time comes. If right. and when it comes. Well, it's. And and this person was pointing out, you know, it, you know, there are a number of things that need to be considered with special elections. So, uh, you know, yeah. this uh, uh, hasn't doesn't seem to have been resolved. Uh, so I know they want to have a, a referendum, but uh, that's the one to have the convention. So uh, three. Um, uh, this is also regarding the the uh, call for special convention. In quote, I have been reading both the resolution demanding a special convention as well as Article H, Section 4 of the UAW Constitution. The resolution seems to ramble, even citing paragraphs that don't exist or cited incorrectly. Also, I don't think the resolution conforms to the requirements of the UAW Constitution, especially as it asks to allow unspecified amendments to the aforementioned constitutional amendment. Amendments, and that's in quote by uh, so uh, in internal quotes, uh, because the Constitution says the special convention shall not have authority to consider any matter other than that which is specifically stated, in quote. So why, so yeah, you're right here. So why are groups of people pushing for all of these unspecified and unknown amendments that have absolutely nothing to do with the actual problems of the leadership of our UAW? and the same delegates are being asked to overturn their previous vote at the 2018 convention. These groups can't even get this correct. These groups that can't even get this correct are aspiring to run the UAW. Are these the people we really want in charge of our UAW? 
question mark, end quote. Name withheld. Well, <laughs> that's a whole lot, let me tell you. Uh, this person evidently did quite a bit of reading and compared the uh, Constitution itself with the resolution. And of course, the uh, Constitution says you must be specific in any and all of your uh, uh, issues that you want to address by special convention. And of course, the uh, resolution has said, just by some background, has said that uh, uh, they want to open it to offer amendments of any matter by any delegate that's duly uh, elected at the convention. Or, and, and credentialed at the convention, I think is their term. Uh, so um, this is our response. And this is, you know, I'm in the South there. And, uh, so, uh, should you feel that this resolution calling for a special UAW convention is flawed, we suggest that you follow Robert's Rules of Order, and as soon as anyone begins to even read the resolution, simply yell out, point of order, you yell that out, and it's required that you be recognized. So once you're recognized, as the uh, rules require, Robert's rules, simply state this resolution does not comply with the UAW Constitution, Article 8, Section 4, and then state the reasons that you outlined here in your email, and as such, after you state your reasons that you outlined here, and as such, I ask that uh, the resolution be ruled out of order. And then the chair has to make a decision at that time. So that's, uh, that's up to you, uh, the writer of this email, if you want to do that or not. Uh, if you feel so strongly about it, that's probably the best way that you could uh, deal with that. And, and uh, the chair has to rule on your, your uh, point of order. Okay? Uh, so... Um, any questions on that, Joe? Were you that's, you know, well, no. well versed in the procedure as well. All right. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, number four. Doesn't Leroy have a ratification vote appeal that could remove all of the current leadership without this need to call for a special election? Because the current leadership, not already charged with some crime, may have actually voted, violated the Constitution, name withheld. Yes, and we'll have more uh, later in the show about this question. And, and, and I want to uh, make sure that we uh, correct the writer. Uh, this isn't a call for a special election. This is a call for a special convention. And uh, there's no... My reading of it, I didn't see anywhere that they asked for a special election of officers at all. Okay, only amendments to what they talked about, uh, and we'll get into that a little later because we'll, we'll do that uh, and and uh, talk about who's pushing this and who's not pushing. It, so, uh, let's see. Number five is doing something as innocently as uh, formally. Presenting this resolution for a special UAW convention, constitutional convention, as it obviously, as it is obviously incorrectly written, to a general membership meeting, a violation of the UAW constitution. 
So I think they're asking if you, uh, it's my, at least my understanding of this email, if, if you even present this at a membership meeting formally and make it a, a, a legal document, because that's what your minutes are of the, the union meeting, if you make it part of the legal document, the proceedings as recorded by the recording secretary, if you make that, uh, if you formally present it, that is, is that a violation of the Constitution? Well, others would have to decide that to see if it's actually, in, you know, it, you know, some people here have already said it doesn't comply with, or you know, with the uh, Constitution. So, others would have to decide whether it did or didn't comply with the Constitution. Though, in our opinion, we believe that you could potentially be correct that it is a violation of the Constitution to write and or present such a resolution that is not in keeping with the Constitution to the letter. Now, to the letter, I guess, is where people in your own local union would decide whether or not you violated the Constitution yourself by bringing something that was in violation of the Constitution. So, um, it's an interesting point. Uh, thank you for that email. We much appreciate it. Uh, we hope we keep, you know, we, we've told people in the past that, you know, when you start playing around, the Constitution is a very, very powerful document. And it's also a very large document with a lot of cross-references in it that you may not even know exist when you read one article. As a matter of fact, there is uh, a portion of Article 31, the Ethics Code, and Article 32 in concert with one another that if you read all three of them individually, you'd never know that they were tied together. So you better know what you're doing when you start playing with the Constitution. And if you're writing stuff that doesn't comport with the Constitution and giving it to other people to hand in and they lose their membership because of it through charges of other people of violating the Constitution we're not bringing them but others might shame on you shame on you you know I want to quote my good old friend Dick Dangen He's deceased here about a year now, about eight months, I guess. And his last radio show that he did on another show, near the end of his comments, he made this statement. There are people out there doing more harm than they are good. He made that statement the end of June 2018 after... 2018 UAW Constitutional Convention took place. Reiterate that. There are more there are people out here doing more harm than they are good. You better know what you're doing if you're jumping out here. And and making amendments or changing it after the fact doesn't relieve people that you told to go present this in error of the Constitution. 
because you just put their ass in a lot of hot water. And quite frankly, I want nothing to do with any of you that are doing that. Zero. If you don't know what you're doing, sit on the porch. Because you're going to get people in trouble and hurt and maybe cause them financial harm. We vet everything we do several times before we ever take it public. We do the best to give the members the best information available. And we help not only our local union members, but members of other local unions from other unions. I was in an establishment having a diet pop. I just sat down. Somebody comes over and says, we have a problem. I'm going to call our guy, and he's coming to see you. I listened. It wasn't a gripe. It was a true grievance. A fellow brother was threatened with death by an elected official from a different union. And I've written two documents that that assist him. And I believe he's going to be successful. I believe that that person that threatened him is going to regret the day he ever did that to a union brother that I became aware of that it occurred. That's the kind of thing we do here. We're not just out here blowing hard and making people's lives miserable. We're actually helping other people voluminously writing to do so. And you don't hear about it because we're not out here beating ourselves on the back till we're black and blue telling you about it. But the people know, and it gets around. And we have gotten a pretty good reputation from a lot of very good people. I see the hand up. Just a second. We'll get you. We got, I think we got one more email. Sorry about that, Jeff. I just get a little carried away when people are doing stuff that hurt, potentially hurt other members, you know. Yeah. That's not a good thing. Right. Want to do the last one there? Sure. Number six. As a senior citizen, a black female, and a descendant of slavery, I understand not only desire, but also the need for democracy as opposed to a caste system or a communist dictatorship name withheld. We are working for a living are pleased that you are afforded both self-improvement and advancement in our United States democracy. And we thank you for that email. Right, absolutely. We we hope we keep our democracy. 
Uh, let me, I know the hand has been up for a while. Let me jump over here and see uh, if I can rattle the cage here of a friend who's got his hand up. Uh, let's see if we can grab him. Uh, I think I gave him enough lead in there. Please welcome Tom, Tom to the uh, show. Tom, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Leroy, and uh, I just raised my hand at the beginning of the show. I didn't want to interrupt anything uh, as uh, is uh, the importance of what's going on here tonight. But uh, I wanted to uh, sincerely give my apologies to uh, Jeff and you for letting you guys down in the Big Ten with the uh, loss to Clemson a couple weeks ago. So I just wanted to make that official for Jeff that uh, he understands <laughs> The Buckeye fans do, uh, yeah, well, you know, I do apologize if I, uh, if I uh, yeah, embarrass the Big Ten with, uh, with my team, but uh, we tried our best to get a hell of a game. That's, uh, yeah, well, the Big Ten didn't do very well. <laughs> no, no, we but uh, we got there. We had some good teams, and we played against some good teams, and they were all good games, Jeff. Yeah. So. Well, there's there's, uh, there's hope, you know. I mean, we we have all the basketball teams going, and uh, I I got to say, because I know we have some Indiana listeners uh, in in uh, listening to the show tonight, or whenever they get a chance to. So I I can't help but mention that uh, yeah, Michigan beat Purdue, but right away Purdue turned around and beat Michigan State. You know, my favorite. Uh, and if you're beating Michigan State, uh, that's that's saying something. So Purdue might have a, a winner in the big uh, uh, dance this year. We'll see how they do. Uh, they seem to be playing some pretty interesting ball down there. So uh, that's you know goes out to some of our Fort Wayne and Indianapolis people that we have down there in Bedford. So all you folks, uh, you have at least one good team down there. I don't know how Indiana's doing. I just can't comment on that. I know uh, Purdue played; they played uh, double overtime to beat Michigan for Michigan to beat them. So that was a pretty tough game. So, but having said that, you know the, the jocularity about sports is, is a second tonight. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Well, a lot of a lot of stuff went on in the, the you know the uh, bowl game. Uh, season, and then we have one that's going to start in a few minutes. We're going to try and keep this as short as we can. So, hope everybody enjoys that game tonight. So, anything else, Tom? You want to comment on anything no. so far? No, I, I, I definitely want to reach out and apologize to some of the folks. The last trip that you sent me on, I was in an area, and I, you know, I was in there getting the information I needed. It was strictly, as you know, educational for what we do out here every day for uh, keeping us straight, you know, going down that straight and narrow path, but uh, that I missed the opportunity to catch up with some old friends down there in the uh, Missouri, uh, Kansas uh, area down there that have retired that I worked with uh, at Lordstown one time or another. So uh, if you're listening tonight, folks, I I do apologize. Next time maybe uh, if Leroy would give me uh, a little more uh, leeway on that leash that he's got me on. Maybe I could stay a couple of days, but uh, but I I did want to apologize to those folks. They uh, they chastised me quite uh, quite well there. Uh, a couple of yeah. those folks. Oh, I you know one of them, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
So, but I had him on a tight leash. He's he's abused his food allowances. <laughs> a peanut, yeah. peanut butter and jelly from here on out. I I, I believe. Right. I was I, uh, just kidding, you know. But I am going to ask you to have to work on one thing. You know, you can't always assume that the driver that's sent to you is going to be a guy, because it could be a woman. So just remember that. Future notes, future reference. Well, yeah, they were actually they were actually there on time, so I was I was pleased. Uh, I was anxious to get on there, but they weren't on time. I heard they weren't early, so we had to work on that. All right, well, let's get back to this here. Uh, Unless you got anything else that you want to comment on in them emails or the announcements. no, I, uh, a lot of that uh, has been in the news, and, uh, and I'll let you go forward. You do well with this uh, uh, information that uh, most of us uh, mysteriously, uh, it, it appears from someplace. I don't know where it's coming from, but uh, you do a great job with it. I'm going to sit back and listen, Leroy. Okay. All right. Well, jump in. We'll leave you on uh, open mic, so uh, if you want to... Uh, Put yourself on mute, but jump in whenever you feel the need. So, okay, no problem. Uh, Jeff, you want to take the def- Jeff, you want to take the definition tonight? Sure. Tonight's definition is demagogue. It's a noun, and definition is a political leader who seeks support by appealing to the desires and prejudices of ordinary people rather than using Rational argument. That's right. A lot of that going on. Yeah. Yes, there is. Yeah, a lot of it going on. And uh, we hope it doesn't get anybody in trouble. Uh, This week's quote, to those of you who have been generous with your advice and friendship, I thank you and appreciate all you have offered me. Life is short. Break the rules. Forgive quickly, kiss slowly, love truly, laugh uncontrollably, and never regret anything that makes you smile. This week's quote was from Mark Twain, also known as Samuel uh, Clements. So, uh, Jeff, you want to uh, talk about the appeal itself? Uh, I think you have that. I think you have the resolution. You want to yeah, I don't, I'm not prepared to. Uh, I'm not prepared to get into that right now, Leroy. Okay, uh, but as I okay, I'll I'll do that, and then if you, as you want to comment, just jump in, okay? Okay. All right. So the appeal itself, it, as it was written in the uh, uh, right right out, within the time frame for the uh, uh, uh the uh, ratification vote that we had. I want to get it right. Uh, and this is appeal of the 2019 GM UAW ratification vote. And uh, we had four elements of this, this appeal. The first one was the fact that the public review board across the last two and a half decades has uh, admonished the international UAW to uh, codify the process for a ratification vote. Mm-hmm. 
beyond just saying that they will uh, create the rules of a ratification vote at the IEB, International Executive Board. So the uh, Public Review Board, uh, through at least four different appeals, has answered uh, these. And uh, you can find those in the appeal that I've written, and that's on our page. Uh, if you go to our workingforaliving.com and then click on radio show notifications, and then it would be today's uh, uh, the top one uh, if, if you're looking at it, but it would be today's show that says uh, ratification vote appeal. So uh, you can go down about halfway down the page and then just read that for yourself if you want to. Well, that's, that's, that's the essence of number one or reason number one for the appeal. Second reason for the appeal was a, uh, and that, that takes up a couple pages, that's almost three pages the way I wrote that. Uh, and then the second reason deals with the matter of temporaries. And you've heard that discussed in all of the problems that surround it uh, here this evening uh, in the case of Fort Wayne Assembly right now. They're laying off 450, and the chairperson is uh, on record saying it was uh, 422 temporaries are being laid off. And as the, the uh, uh, email writer indicated, that there will probably be people forced from Detroit Hamtramck, otherwise known as DHAM, down to Fort Wayne for the uh, purpose of backfilling those layoffs rather than have made them permanent. Uh, employees uh, with full seniority and uh, not if they laid off they'd have return right there uh, and so they wouldn't have that issue. In the 2015 agreement uh, they made everybody permanent immediately at the signing of the agreement. Any temporaries that were outstanding they made them permanent immediately so that's, that's a, uh, uh, a difference from past practice, they, divert, they uh, diverted from past practice there. So uh, that's not necessarily a good thing. So uh, reason number two uh, is a violation of the Constitution regarding temporaries in that the uh, uh, article, uh, UAW Constitution, Article 13, Section 22, it says that the temporaries uh, shall uh, only be temporary for a, uh, or, uh, for a great, no, yeah, what is it? no greater than a period of three consecutive months, okay? Uh, and so that uh, is in difference uh, with the UAW uh, contract, the UAW-GM contract. So that, that's just the reason for appeal, uh, reason number two was a violation of the UAW Constitution that says that uh, um, temporary workers shall not be on books greater than a period of three consecutive months. They use a little different language for that. That's in this, this uh, appeal. Uh, the reason for number three is the uh, notion that we have a 
competitive clause language in our uh, UAW GM agreement. The Detroit three agreements all have it, but in the uh, GM agreement where I can make a deal to, uh, it uh, says that we are required to make the company competitive and seek continuous improvement. Well, continuous improvement means all of the job uh, uh, combining that they're doing. It's called harvesting the workforce. And every time you have a job that gets a little harder, a little more stuff added to it, that's in keeping with our contractual requirement to make the company more competitive. That's why you're not seeing very many speed-up grievances written because the chairperson buying through his committee, his or her committee, only a couple females uh, that are chairpersons in GM, uh, that they are required to make the company more competitive. And, and in keeping with all of the language in the agreement, and it's spelled out in this resolution or in this uh, ratification appeal, uh, that because of labor, it violates our preamble, Article uh, 2 of the UAW Constitution to maintain and protect the interests of the workers. Making the company competitive is not part of that. Okay, so we've made that a violation. Uh, and these are potential violations. Two and three are potential violations, and so is four. We don't know for sure if they are. We assert that they are in this appeal. And we're asking for people with higher authority to tell us, yes, they are, or no, they're not. Uh, the last, number four, uh, because we have placed the Pension Protection Act of 2006 uh, in its um, uh, this uh, uh, concise uh, version uh, virtually word for word, into our UAWGM agreement. And that says that if you're funding or if the funding for the pension plan goes to 80% of what's required, then the pensions get cut by 50%. If it goes to 60%, you can expect a complete cut of your pension. I'm not sure how that's going to work. I'm not sure that that's going to be healthy for a lot of people when that occurs. But it's in our agreement. Uh, and because our uh, UAW Constitution says that we are to enforce existing laws and to work to repeal those laws which are unjust to labor, and I can't think of a un more unjust to labor law than to come in and cut retirees' pensions in half, have that in the agreement. 
So we don't know for sure if it's a violation of the Constitution to not work to repeal it, but rather affirm it by putting it into the agreement. But we've asked that the authorities at the local union and then appeal to the public or to the IEB and then later to the Public Review Board as it is required by Constitution to do all three. Um, uh, we've asked for that to move forward. Now, uh, in my instance, now this goes forward, any uh, appeal, ratification vote appeal, does not require a motion from the floor. I want to repeat that. Any ratification appeal or any appeal, like an Article 31 or Article 33, does not require a motion from the floor. They, they stand on their own merit and must be addressed by the local union general membership first and then, or by the executive board and then by the general membership of the local union, and then appeal to the public or to the IEB, International Executive Board, and then on to the Public Review Board. In this instance, my local union ignored the appeal. And after appropriate time to allow them the time to address it, I then appealed it as a failure on their part to act accordingly. And everybody's scared that they're going to come and take their work away from them. So you can imagine that they don't want to address it because look what they did to Lordstown. They don't like you and they come take your plant away from you. And that's going to stop. Got to stop. Okay. But for whatever reason, they didn't act on it. And I appealed it to the International Executive Board. Of course, this appeal says that any and all parties that negotiated these two through four and any approving authorities of two through four, they approve the agreement, are the parties that are most likely going to be brought to account for violating the Constitution because they negotiated and approved it, right? The tentative agreement coming to everybody to vote on, at least the active workers. And they just deal with the retirees. They just, just keep throwing us under the bus every time. Everybody knows that at least we used to get a, a – uh, Cola ketchup, otherwise known as Christmas bonus. Well, that one a long time ago, 2011, last one. We got a little stipend, I think 500 bucks or something like that, uh, 700 maybe. I forget exactly the amount in 2015 for one year. Boarding got a, an FCA got a little different situation than GM got that. And nothing this year for anybody in the retiring uh, situation. And we can talk about that for days. This appeal, because of the people that are uh, potentially involved with constitutional violations, are the International Executive Board, 
I've asked, demanded, if you will, that they recuse themselves in total and push the matter to the public review board for their uh, dispensation, their decision. And I expect in their decision that they'll just go ahead and act accordingly with regard to the uh, International Executive Board and the top negotiating team. In other words, remove them for cause if they decide that these are indeed violations of the Constitution because we don't know. We're just a bunch of dumb factory workers, right? Some of us can't even write a resolution present it properly. Right? Well, so we have this that's going forward that will deal with our problem of elected officials rising to the top and being under federal investigation or indicted and removed. send their own membership in the UAW so they don't have to make a record in the IEB trial committee that could be subpoenaed by other people or entities. That happened during the break. Give up their membership so they don't have to stay on trial not a member anymore. We, we and if they take their membership away, they're not even a member. Right? So so those are the four elements. Uh, one, it's not codified for the process. And that's also the reason that this can slide through all of the uh, ratification appeal processes because they don't have one for it. And still we're supposed to have one. Uh, and uh, we went with Article 38, uh, appeal of an election, and Article 19 uh, and 50, I believe it was, that we used uh, for the authority to, to, to go forward with this, and any and all other uh, articles as may be needed. So that's before the IEB. Uh, they have to meet and recuse themselves because if they don't recuse themselves, they have another problem. Okay, that's in the ethics, and we'll deal with that as needed. Like I said, ethics, Article 31, Article 32 are all tied together. If you don't know what you're doing, stay the hell away from this big document that's bothering you, that you're intimidated by. There's a lot in it. And I'm certainly not an expert. That's why I referred this to other people's expert opinion. I'm just kind of good at it. Other people are expert. Okay, so uh, that being said, that's where it's at right now. Those are the four uh, reasons and the four elements of the appeal. And we expect it uh, uh, to be acted on by the International Executive Board soon. 
they received this sometime after the first of the year because they were gone when I mailed it. Uh, and uh, the first thing to come out of Terry Dita's mouth was his letter saying, oh, it's the corporation that made us do that. Well, guess what? The corporation's under going to be under some heat, too, because they didn't get off scot-free either because they're bound, they're bound by the National Labor Relations Act to recognize us as a union. That means our Constitution, too. Also, that is. And they didn't do that. That's why for decades... It was 90 days, and then you get seniority. Because sane people that actually knew what they were doing when they negotiated agreements on both sides abided by our Constitution because it was a requirement by federal law for the corporation to do so as well. They're not off the hook yet at all. When I get time, I'll deal with it. Right now, I'm kind of busy, even through the holiday. I did get a few days off. But let me, let me just say that that's where it's at. And that one, that, that appeal is indeed intended to remove the entire International Executive Board and those folk who negotiated the agreement. That's the intention. And we expect that to occur. That will cause an election midterm for the International Executive Board. And there's a lot of reasons for that beyond what we've written here. But this is codified and absolutely provable. This isn't somebody's pipe dream that says, oh, because we had a lot of uh, indictments at the International Executive Board, we want to have us a special convention. That's not a reason. That's a gripe, not a grievance. It's the first thing in Committee Man 101. If you're not at that level to even determine that, you shouldn't be playing around at the level you are. And I just hope that nobody loses their membership because of your actions. I want to take a look at that resolution just briefly. Jeff, you got any comments on any of those four elements? I know you, you're our constitutional expert uh, that we have read <laughs> you read it out for us all the time but you uh you got any comments no i don't you're right okay well let's take a look look at this and we'll forego we all the other asses yeah we do have to follow yeah we'll forego all the whereases because there's a lot of conjecture in the whereases hubris as my friend Danget used to call it and he used to commend me for writing void of hubris, by and large. So we'll dispense with the hubris. Uh, therefore, be it resolved under Article 8, Section 4, parentheses 2, 
Well, I looked and looked and looked and looked and looked some more. I could find Article 8 and I could find Section 4 and I could find A, B, C, D, E, I believe it was. But I couldn't sign any two under four. I know it references it in E. But I'm not sure, not sure what what the writers of the Constitution were saying at that point. But so uh, I don't know where they found that at. It's not there. Uh, but they want to have a convention under that, okay? And uh, somehow that's a request for a referendum. But there's no two under four. Section 4, Article 8, Section 4, parentheses 2. That means there's supposed to be a paragraph, subparagraph 2. There's some letters under 4, but I see 2. Maybe they're talking about line 4 or line 2, but I don't see it. So good luck with that. Uh, the next thing I want to do, they want to have a... Uh, uh, Amend the Constitution to require the Secretary Treasurer to publish the minutes of the International Executive Board meeting, meetings on the official UAW website. Well, that's a nice thing. I, you know, I can't disagree with that. I'm not sure that that's need for a special convention, but rather a resolution at normal convention. Same thing with the next one. I think we got uh, uh, purpose of convention is to. Uh, disconnect the salaries of the international officers from the percentage of salary of the international representatives. And they make the case that it is a conflict of interest since how they negotiate the uh, agreement for the international staff officers pay. That's actually set by Constitution. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. It's set by Constitution. They're just tie bar to that number. Okay. So they're asking the delegates that voted for this in 2018 to change the vote on this matter. Okay. Good luck with that. So far, nothing to do with the problems of the International Executive Board officers. Talked about salaries, and we've talked about the uh, publishing of minutes. And the next, be it further resolved, that the rules for the special convention allow amendments to the aforementioned constitutional amendments may be offered from any properly credentialed delegate to the convention. And as the email writer indicated earlier in our show, I think it was number four, something like that. Um, that that person, uh, I I know I know the person, but I got to be careful not to say who it was. Uh, that person um, indicated that you must be specific, and so does the UAW Constitution. You must be specific in your uh, request for a special convention, and nothing other than your specific 
requests may be discussed. So that prevents any amendments that are unspecified to aforementioned constitutional amendments. Okay, the, the other ones that are we just discussed. So, and then they want to have a referendum and have to do it by February 21st, 2020. I think they're running out of time, uh, but that's okay. And it's going to be held in Deer, Deer, Detroit, Michigan in May of 2020. The Constitution says you must identify the date, time, and place of the Constitutional Convention. And in order to do so, you must have a receipt that says we have secured the location because just wishing to have it in Detroit in May of 2020 doesn't meet with the requirements of the convention to specifically state what date, time, and place that you have secured for the convention. Okay, so that's not in this uh, resolution either. And uh, then they want to have uh, new delegate elections as required under the Constitution, Article 8, Section 4. Um, and uh, that's actually subsection E, I believe. And it references Article 8, Section 7. And it does re reference Article 8, Section 9, but not only by reference. And you didn't indicate Article 8, Section 4E and reference the rest of it. So that's improper writing of it. So it's, you know, and just by way of giving you a little bit of education there. So you got some problems with the writing of it here, according. And, you know, other people have said that, uh, this writer here uh, of that email said that, that there's a lot of trouble with this. Uh, the people pushing it uh, are interesting. Um, there is a group called Auto Worker Caravan, and this was uh, conceived in that arena. And then one of those parties, I believe, contacted another party and that person won and another one wound up on the front page of the, one of the newspapers about going to fix the UAW with a special convention on these matters here. At no point does this resolution call for any officer to step down or charge any officer, and that's likely because of one of our previous shows. If you charge somebody, you better know what the proofs are. So thank goodness they didn't charge anybody uh, in in this. So uh, that's this resolution is not going to deal with your problem to try and keep the FBI from putting the UAW in receivership. It wants to fix some things. It could be fixed at general, at the regular UAW Constitution Convention. And it's actually asking the delegates to change their vote in one instance. 
And I don't think that's going to happen. You know, I mean, there might be a few, you know, that enough pressure is put on. But good luck with that. Okay. It uh, most definitely violates the whole notion that specificity is required. And somebody could hang their hat on that and show that this is in violation of the Constitution and as such subject to uh, challenge under the rules of the Constitution. I'm not going to tell you how. And I have no dispensation to do it myself. But others that, you know, are listening might have a propensity to, to think that. So I, uh, I wish you'd have really thought it through. Other people told you to contact me. I'm not disposed to doing this, so I wouldn't have been much help, and you probably knew that, but I, I would have told you not to do it because you're going to get yourself and others in trouble. And you know I know what I'm talking about, and I just outlined those things right here. How the, 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 I don't know why you'd even ask for such things in a special convention. And there's lots of whereases here, you know. Federal law enforcement investigations are not part of the where at or the, the Air Force. They're only part of the the hubris rhetoric in the whereases. Uh, nothing was addressed with regard to the, the officers. On the other hand, there's an appeal going forward, written by yours truly, that's going to take them all out. you want to follow? Well, that's your choice. You'll make your decision in time. Uh, having said that, uh, uh, Jeff, do you got any comments on the resolution that's going around the neighborhood? I guess I started talking. Wait, let me finish that. Uh, so there was a couple people there, and then there's a new, new entity out there that's uh, pushing this as well. So, But it's all stemming from one group. My suggestion to you is find out who and what that group is all about. You do your own investigation. We had some people comment here by email and by message tonight that we, we covered, and they're concerned, at least one of them very concerned, I'm a, black, I'm a senior citizen, black female, and a descendant of slavery. I understand the need, not only the desire, but also the need for democracy, as opposed to a caste system or a communist dictatorship. If you're just sitting around in a commune somewhere and everybody shares everything, it's one thing, but somebody's got to be in charge. And if you don't have a democracy to do that, then you got a problem. This lady's very concerned. She's getting old. She plans on living a while. Very educated. Has done well for herself. Very, very well. And she's concerned about not about losing democracy and going to a caste system, caste system, or a communist dictatorship. That's her concern. With that said, do your own research on the groups 
and those that are witting and those that are unwitting in the purposes of the core group. And you, as you might imagine, the people that are associated with this organization are not either witting or unwitting in the goals of the group at all. I, for one, am a card-carrying holder of a political party in the United States democracy. Whether you're Republican, Democrat, Libertarian, your whole system is at risk if you don't pay attention to what's been said on this show tonight. My phone has blown up from staff members from the UAW, from executive board members around the nation asking me, to address this matter, and please don't let this happen, if you have anything to say about it. Please, brothers and sisters of the UAW, go to your union meeting and do what this lady is going to do at her union meeting. Support your executive board. People that are truly promoting this have been ousted from meetings as they carry their literature. That's a reporting of a fact. Okay? So just know full well if people that are not predisposed to democracy get a hold of a billion dollars and start to use it for non-democracy matters in the United States of America, not only our union, but our country is at risk. If you enjoy democracy, if you've lived where you can say, I got picked up by the police officer and I'm going to go and challenge my ticket. The ability to challenge that ticket is part of the democracy you live in. That could change. Uh, with that said, Jeff, do you have anything else to add? No, you covered up really good, Lee Right. Um, people have to be careful on what they do. Watch well, you ask for it, could come back and bite you. Right. Mm-hmm. Be careful, people, because there are people out there that want to put this one uh, away somewhere. 
and they will make examples. I'm telling you, mm -hmm. I got a lot of phone calls, and we had a special show tonight. We could have said, hey, you know, we not, neither Jeff nor myself could get here last night. We wanted to have a show last night, but my phone over to, since the first of the year and sometimes through the, and some through the holiday has been blowing up for people concerned about our union and our country. Coming from every level, it's at the very top. I mean, I don't have communication with them guys in one way. Coming from every level, in our, in our union and from the membership and from people outside our union were gravely concerned about what's going on. Remember, there's a billion dollars that some people will use for their own agenda. It's not necessarily what you have lived your whole life. So, Tom, I know you're in the background. You got anything to say as we close the show? Get on to the game. No, that's no, no, Leroy. Excellent, uh, excellent re report. Right on spot with what you're with what you're uh, addressing here to the membership out there, and uh, as usual, an excellent report again. Okay, thank you. You know, I mean, you've heard them too. I mean, both Jeff and and you've been hearing this same stuff. You know, it has to be addressed on your show. You know, and. I mean, people are, are gravely concerned about this, what's going on. And, uh, yeah, it sounds good. And, you know, it, it makes for demagoguery really a lot of it, you know, playing on everybody's fears and concerns. But what did they really address? And the biggest glaring thing is that they want to open up the Constitution to any amendment that they may have. And there's constitutional language that actually prohibits some of these people from even holding office. And the international has not dealt with it. And they have not only the powers and the authority to do it, but the mandate to do it as well. They just haven't done it. They've failed in their obligation to the Constitution in that regard as well. Having said that, uh, let's let's close this out. Uh, Jeff and Tom doesn't don't want to say anything more, uh, and uh, I've said enough. So I want to thank the global listeners around the world for listening. Norway, shout out to you. Thank you very much. Appreciate everything that you send to us as well. Some of the, some of the comedy just just I'm just amazing. <laughs> so, uh, our Canada and Mexico listeners. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Uh, all of the U.S. union and non-union listeners, of course, to all of our United Auto Worker listeners, if you found value in this show, please tell just one more person about us. Have fun. Stay safe in the coming week. God bless each and every one of you. By the way, next week is Martin Luther King weekend, and we will not have a show next weekend in, uh, as we uh, consider everybody's work-life balance. I know we've taken a lot of time off, but we are not going to get into the, the business of uh, having a show on, on a holiday we shouldn't have it on. So uh, 
Out of respect for everyone's work-life balance, there will be no show Martin Luther King weekend, January 19th. If we need a show, in the meantime, we will get you one out there, even if through the week like we had to do this week. We were, you know, we had a bunch of stuff that stacked up on us, and this issue has become paramount. I mean, executive board members at the highest level are, are reaching out, asking. So uh, make your, if you get a chance, make your union meeting and follow that lady's example. Uh, and she gave you plenty of reason, uh, most especially the fact that it needs to be specific, and it's not. Okay? I haven't said that. Good night, listeners. Good night, Tom and Jeff. Yeah, have a good night. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. Good night, everyone.